Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. I'm Mark Levin. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. Hello, Atlanta, the great 640 WGST, and a great program director, Dan Hunt. We are live in Atlanta, back in Atlanta. We want to salute Dan Hunt and the people in Atlanta. Stick with us. Well, lots to get to here. You know what my wife and I, Julie, did yesterday, Mr. Producer? We went to the National Archives. And I hadn't been to the National Archives probably since I was 10 or 12 years old. I'm going to be 62. We went to the National Archives. There weren't very many people there. And we looked at the Declaration of Independence which unfortunately had faded significantly due to the conditions in which that particular copy was kept. We looked at the Constitution of the United States. It had four pages, large pieces of parchment, beautiful handwriting. They don't teach handwriting in school anymore. Well, they sure taught it back then. And the Bill of Rights. And the Bill of Rights. It's quasi-religious for me to see these things, and for Julie. And we spent a good amount of time studying those documents, among other things. Just looking at them. Thinking about the men who were involved. Their absolute genius and foresight. And we almost said simultaneously to each other, almost simultaneously to each other. Everybody needs to see these documents, but especially the people running for the nomination for president of the Democrat Party. These people who trash these documents, who trash the men who wrote them, who trash various provisions in them, the Electoral College, the Second Amendment, and on and on and on. These people who know nothing and have really done nothing in their lives, certainly nothing profound, who would alter our governing document. And I hear them say things like, if I'm elected president, I will confiscate this weapon or that weapon from the American people. If I'm elected president... We will eliminate private health care. And we'll have an iron-fisted government system. 
If I'm elected president, we will pay reparations. If I'm elected, and it goes on and on and on. None of this is supported by any of these documents. The mindset is so utterly different. More and more people in this country want simple answers to complicated issues. So if somebody says, I will give you free health care, or I will give you free college, or I will wipe out your medical debt. That's a new one by Sanders. Or I will wipe out your college debt. I'll make everything easy for you, free for you. Which is the hook of tyrants. They get you surrender liberty, destroy the rule of law, destroy the civil society, and then they have you by the throat. When you look at these documents, and if you've actually read them, you understand. This is about liberty, and they're about tyranny. This is about liberty. They have the mindset of totalitarians on the left. And then... We went to look at the Magna Carta. Four are in existence in the entire world. One of them is on loan to the National Archives. One. And some of the core ideas that you find in our founding document and our governing document are in the Magna Carta. In the Magna Carta. Almost a thousand years ago little over 900 years ago. Let me ask you an honest question. When you were in high school, were you taught about the Magna Carta? I mean, did you read the Magna Carta in class? Did you understand why there was a Magna Carta? The historical context of the Magna Carta? I was not. When you were in school, high school, Were you taught about the Declaration of Independence? That is, the various iterations, that is, drafts of the Declaration of Independence and the committee that reviewed it and how that was all handled? I wasn't. When you were in high school, were you taught about the Constitution? Was the Electoral College explained to you? Was the Grand Compromise explained to you? Why we have a House? Why we have a Senate? Why there's not direct democracy? How the presidency came to be, and they discussed the presidency and what that would look like more than any other topic. Was that ever discussed? Not in any significant way when I was in high school. Did you go through the Bill of Rights? Was it explained to you why there's a Bill of Rights? Was it explained that the states came up, really, with the demand for the Bill of Rights? Otherwise, the Constitution would not have been ratified. Which state kind of came up with which bill? That is amendment that was part of the Bill of Rights? I wasn't. Were you? In college, I wasn't. In law school, I wasn't. In law school, I was taught about civil rights. In law school, I was taught about Supreme Court decisions. In law school, I was taught about old Supreme Court decisions versus new Supreme Court decisions. We had a course on constitutional law, but they didn't never taught, about, taught us about the Constitution. We never went through the Constitution line by line, and yet there it was at the National Archives. 
line by line, beautifully hand-scripted. The lines, almost perfect, all handwritten on large pieces of parchment. You see, this is the problem. We're not taught to love our country. We're not taught to revere our founding. We're taught to hate our founders. The New York Times has a massive propaganda campaign going on right now. That the nation was founded, America, in 1619 on slavery. No, it wasn't. The vast majority of Americans never owned slaves. It wasn't founded on slavery. And the United States of America wasn't founded in 1619 either, was it? No, it wasn't. Kamala Harris, just to show you how ignorant she is and how aggressively she trashes her own country, put out a tweet over the weekend saying the United States was founded in 1619 on slavery. I'm paraphrasing. The United States didn't exist in 1619. She doesn't even know what the hell she's talking about, but she knows she must trash America in order to get the nomination of the Democrat Party. They've given this a lot of thought over the years, over the recent months with these various real lightweights jockeying to be the nominees of the Democrat Party and now yesterday going to the National Archives. We actually have a political party, the Democrat Party, that has as its purpose the fundamental transformation of America, as Obama said, from a constitutional republic to a centralized socialist state, which undermines every word of the Declaration of Independence and undermines every word of the Constitution of the United States. Those of you who read Rediscovering Americanism and the Tyranny of Progressivism, you understand all this. The progressive movement is a cancer to a constitutional republic. It's why its early intellectuals trashed the Constitution, trashed the Declaration of Independence, trashed the Founding Fathers. Because you can't fundamentally transform America if you abide by this Constitution. And you can't embrace progressivism if you embrace the Declaration. Now, why am I getting into all this? First of all, it's important in and of itself. But secondly, we had another slaughter in Texas. Another mass murder. We also had another slaughter in Chicago, where eight people were killed and over 40 wounded this past weekend. And so the immediate response by the media, which claims absolute protection under the First Amendment and freedom of the press, to disassemble the Second Amendment, which provides individuals with the right to bear arms for a myriad of reasons, 
And you have the Democrat Party, which no longer believes in the United States Constitution. Let's be honest. With all these proposals and socialism and the lack of property rights and attacking success and wealth and all the rest, that is European Marxism is what it really is. That's not American Republicanism. And so they attack the Second Amendment. We must abandon the Second Amendment. Why are they so hot on abandoning the Second Amendment? Because they have more compassion than the rest of us who believe strongly in the Second Amendment or the rest of the Constitution? No. Because whether it's health care or whether it's your income, your citizenship, they seek to fundamentally transform America. Slowly but surely, but not so slowly anymore. Any rational, objective human being understands that there are sick, evil people in this world, and they're not all mentally ill. They're just evil who want to kill their fellow man. If they control government like Hitler and Mao and Stalin, like Xi and Putin, they kill a lot of people with the power of the state. But then there are others who are on the countryside looking to kill people. And they kill people. It is a bizarre reaction to say that we must abandon the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights to deal with evil people when abandoning the Second Amendment has nothing to do with it. Nothing whatsoever. Some people get guns illegally and they slaughter people. Some people get guns legally and they slaughter people. And you're never going to stop it. Not 100%. You can do a better job. And now when we return from this little break, I want to tell you what we can do to improve our ability to stop evil people. Not permanently. That is... Not 100%, not perfectly is what I'm trying to say. Not perfectly, but we can stop more of them. And it has nothing to do with destroying the Bill of Rights or the Second Amendment. I'll be right back. Lovin. You know, our nation's oldest colleges were founded to teach students to seek truth, recognize what's beautiful, and hold up what is good. But the vast majority of them have abandoned their missions, locked in the grip of political correctness. They no longer allow free and open discourse. Rejecting the idea of objective truth, they peddle moral and cultural relativism. Thankfully, none of this applies to Hillsdale College. For almost two centuries, Hillsdale has remained true to its original mission, to provide sound learning of the kind essential to preserving civil and religious liberty and intelligent piety. Now, as Hillsdale celebrates its 175th year, it remains committed to offering its students the very best liberal arts education in the land, as well as to extending its mission nationwide through its many outreach efforts on behalf of liberty. 
These include free online courses, the publication of its Free Speech Digest and Primus, its Kirby Center for Constitutional Studies and Citizenship in Washington, D.C., and its Barney Charter School Initiative, which is helping to establish classical K-12 charter schools nationwide. Pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, this is Hillsdale College. And let me add, I think so much of Hillsdale College. I donated an original copy of a compilation of the Federalist Papers, which sit today as I speak at the Kirby Center. Hillsdale College, America's College. First of all, we need to be clear. As a factual matter, governments have slaughtered far more innocent human beings and individuals weapons. Governments. The Third Reich. Communist China. Soviet Union. Communist Cuba. Communist Venezuela. Communist Zimbabwe. Virtually every Muslim country in the Middle East. The horror, the slaughter, the Sudan, the Congo, endless brutality. This is why, whether you agree with it or not or like it or not, the framers of the Constitution, after the Constitution was adopted, the states and the first Congress adopted and then ratified the Bill of Rights, including the Second Amendment. Including the Second Amendment. So that individuals can protect themselves. They just fought a revolutionary war against the most powerful country on the planet. And if they had not had their own weapons... Obviously, there wouldn't have been much of a war. Now, what I say will be twisted. What are you saying, Mark, that we have a war against our government? I'm not saying that in the least. I'm saying the Bill of Rights is intended to protect the individual from government. And yet the left and the Democrats want to protect the government and expand it and make it more centralized and all more powerful and ubiquitous. This is why I say they don't believe in the Constitution. They don't even believe in the founding. Listen to them. Listen to them. Now, seven ways to counter gun control with criminal control. I want to get into this when we return. The good, the true, the beautiful. Think about those concepts for a second. What do they mean? How can one begin to understand these high and noble ideals? It starts with the right kind of education. This kind of education used to be common, but it's become increasingly rare. It used to be that college students, young people, would study comprehensively a variety of subjects from philosophy to politics to biology, a core curriculum, in other words. Sadly, that's not the case these days. 
But I can tell you about one place where young people study like this, Hillsdale College. At Hillsdale, students work hard, spending more than half their time studying the core. The result? Hillsdale alumni are leaders with intelligence and character, ready to make a difference in their families, communities, and country. But it all starts with that core. The core that develops moral and intellectual virtue. The core that helps them understand the good, the true, and the beautiful. Find out more about what education is meant to be at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The cost of freedom is high, but this phone call is not. Call Mark Levin toll-free at 877-381-3811. First, I want you to hear from... Three Democrats running for president of the United States and one media figure after this mass shooting. And they can, you, you know, you could take out recordings and just play them over and over and over again with these. But I want you to hear the, uh, the fascistic nature of these people. Beto O'Rourke in Virginia Saturday, hat, tip, right scoop, cut for go. Yeah. So I, I want to be really clear that um, that's exactly what we're going to do. Um, Americans will who own AR-15s, AK-47s will have to sell them to the government. We're, we're not going to allow them to stay on our streets, to show up in our communities, to be used against us in our synagogues, our churches, our mosques, uh, our WalMarts, our, our public places. Now, no, no, no amount of logic and facts will change an emotional appeal like this. The vast majority of people who are murdered in this country are murdered with pistols. Not AR-15s and not AK-47s. They're murdered with pistols. Pistols. And I might add, and I've done this in the past, you know how many people die from cafe standards every year, Mr. Producer? For making cars lighter and lighter and lighter? Tens of thousands. All kinds of studies all over the place. Never any talk about making cars heavier again. Steel. Never any talk about that. Ever. So they drive the agenda, they drive the agenda, they drive the agenda. And this guy, he has no constitutional basis for this, but he's hoping to get a few courts, Obama judges... Cobble together five justices on the Supreme Court. Not that hard, really. You got the four hardliners on the left, and you could probably pick off a Roberts or a uh, even Kavanaugh, quite frankly. I want to be really clear. This is a man, I bet, who's never read the Constitution from beginning to end. It doesn't matter. Then there's Joe Biden in Iowa yesterday. Hat tip, C-SPAN. Cut five, go. It is irrational, with all due respect to the governor of Texas, irrational what they're doing. On the very day, you see a mass shooting. I guess the numbers now, I was on a plane the last two and a half hours. They got up to five killed. Um, and we're talking about loosening access to uh, have guns, be able to take them into places of worship, store them in school. I mean, it's just absolutely irrational. It's totally irrational. And it's all about special interest. And it has to stop. It has to stop. The idea that we don't have 
elimination of assault-type weapons, magazines that can hold multiple bullets in them, is absolutely mindless. It is no violation of the Second Amendment. It is uh, it's just a, a bow to the special interest of the gun manufacturers and the NRA. It's got to stop. Multiple things here. Number one, how do you have a magazine that doesn't hold more than one bullet, Mr. Producer? So again, you know, low IQ job, but let's move on. The elimination of assault-type weapons. What's an assault-type weapon? It's any weapon that these politicians and government decide they want to ban. There's no such thing as an assault weapon. What if I use a weapon for just target practice? What if you use a weapon to hunt? What if you use a weapon just because you want to have it and protect your family and your household in case some thugs try to break in and kill your family members and, or maybe rape your wife? Is that an assault weapon? No, that's a defense weapon. So there's no such thing as an assault weapon. Baseball bat? Is that an assault weapon? In other words, assault is an action. So if you hit somebody over the head with a frying pan, that's an assault. If you punch somebody with a fist in their nose, that's an assault. If you throw a, uh, what, a pool stick at somebody, that's an assault. If you try and hit them with your car, that's an assault. So is your car an assault weapon? Is a pool stick an assault weapon? It depends what you do with it. And the same applies to a gun. A gun. So that doesn't make any sense. And why is it that if you believe in the Second Amendment, that you must be part of a special interest conspiracy with gun manufacturers or an NRA? Tell me, when the Second Amendment was proposed by the first Congress and ratified by the states, there was no NRA. And the gun manufacturers didn't have any special interests or whatever. This was a deep help belief, a value. That you must be able to protect yourselves. You must be able to have a weapon. It has nothing to do with special interests. Nothing whatsoever. And yet, there they go again, dismissing us. Because you must be part of this, you know, you must support the gun manufacturers and the NRA. The only reason the NRA exists is because five million people decided they need to protect their constitutional rights. The NRA doesn't exist to kill people. That's Planned Parenthood. That exists to kill people. Little babies in the womb. But Joe Biden doesn't have a problem with that. And that's not a special interest, of course. That's a choice, don't you know? It's a deeply held view. And only women can have a view on that. Men can't. So we have groups like Planned Parenthood that exist to destroy human babies in the womb. The NRA doesn't believe in that. The NRA doesn't do that. We must stop allowing the left, the media, the Democrats, define us define our society. We must define them, and we must push back. Elizabeth Warren in New Hampshire yesterday. Cut seven, go. So the question, 
universal background checks, uh, assault weapons off our streets, uh, uh, get rid of bump stocks and uh, uh, the ability to fire weapons in a short period of time. There are a lot of things we could be doing. She has no idea what the hell she's talking about. Just rambling on. No idea whatsoever, but there's a lot of things we can do because she knows. Just be emotional. Easy fixes. And always government gets bigger, stronger, more centralized. And always in the name of the people. Have you noticed? Go ahead. So why doesn't it happen? And the answer is corruption. It's corruption. So if you believe in the Bill of Rights, you believe in the Second Amendment, but she doesn't, and you disagree with her, you must be corrupt. For Joe Biden, you must be on the take, you see. But for her, you must be corrupt. Go ahead. Now we have a Washington that is held hostage by the gun industry and the NRA. Held hostage by the gun industry and the NRA. Not by people who have true principle beliefs in their own unalienable rights. No, 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 no. These are all corrupt people. Go ahead. And then one more part I want to add to this. We have to treat this like the public health emergency that it is. We cannot think of this as one and done or two and done. Yes, this, you see, it's a public health issue. That's right. Now, is abortion a public health issue that needs to stop because of the public health of the aborted baby? No, 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 you don't understand. That's a choice. Can't interfere with a choice. Joe Scarborough. This guy's turned into a, a comic book character. And a very stupid comic book character. And a very predictable comic book character. Listen to this one. Cut eight, go. These mass shootings, um, they have become an American epidemic. Daily. And and they've become, uh, tragically, uh, for the good people of Texas, they've become an epidemic in the state of Texas. While their politicians uh, say, we can't do anything to help. We can't do anything to help. Um, I I guarantee you, if it was a Muslim radical firing these these AR-15s instead of uh, white Americans, uh, they would be figuring out something to do. This is really sick. This constant racism card, this constant anti-Muslim card that's played by the media and the left. It is Scarborough who's corrupt. It's Scarborough who has sold out. I believe there have been Muslims who've done a lot of nasty things in this country, as well as Muslims who've done a lot of wonderful things in this country. But when Muslims have killed people in this country, are people demanding gun control? Are the same people who are defending the Second Amendment against the rabid anti-constitutionalists in the Democrat Party and in the media demanding more gun confiscation and gun control After these various attacks by individuals who are Muslims? No, they're not. So Joe Scarborough is a a deranged, rabid liar. 
who has completely sold out, who is intellectually corrupt, who knows exactly what to say to keep his pathetic, puny little job at MSNBC. He makes no substantive, rational arguments. None. None. Why do you have to bring up a Muslim? Why do you have to bring up white people? It has no effect on people who support the Second Amendment. None. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what we should be arguing for is that people should have the right to bear arms, to protect themselves from evil people, from evil people. When you look at the darkest times in human history, the darkest times, whether the Third Reich, whether Stalin's starvation of the Ukrainians, I could go on and on and on. When you look at the darkest times in human history, I'll bet you the victims wished they had AR-15s and AK-47s and quote-unquote assault weapons to defend themselves and their families. You better believe they did. In the Warsaw Ghetto, what they could have done to defend themselves. You're not allowed to discuss these things, you see. You're not allowed to bring these things up. Why? It's history. It's a fact. It happened. It happened. So while there is this intense pressure to disarm the American people, you can thank the framers of the Constitution, the first Congress, the ratifiers in the states, for your liberties. Because I'll tell you what, if we didn't have this Constitution, we didn't have these Bill of Rights, even though they're chipping and chipping and chipping away constantly, we'd have nothing. We'd have nothing. I'll be right back. Lovin. Since its founding in 1844, Hillsdale College has provided students with sound learning of the kind essential to preserving our civil and religious liberty. Now, I want to tell you about Imprimus, the free monthly speech digest of Hillsdale College. Imprimus is dedicated to educating citizens and promoting civil and religious liberty by covering important cultural, economic, political, and educational issues. First published in 1972, Imprimus is one of America's most widely read publications in support of liberty. With more subscribers, 3.9 million, than the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times, and recent Imprimus publications have addressed issues like free speech, the regulation of big tech, mental illness, and the American medical insurance system. And because America's founding principles are so important, Hillsdale offers Imprimus absolutely free of charge to anyone who requests it. That's right. You can subscribe to Imprimus for free. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to visit imprimus.hillsdale.edu for your free subscription. That's Imprimus, I-M-P-R-I-M-I-S dot Hillsdale dot E-D-U. Welcome to Hillsdale. 
Daniel Horowitz at CR. Seven ways for conservatives to counter gun control with criminal control. Number one, increase mandatory sentencing for gun felons. Rather than violate the Constitution and strip peaceful citizens of the ability to protect themselves, how about we swiftly punish gun felons? Number two, actually make the mandatory minimums mandatory. Homicide in this country plummeted by over 60% precisely over the same period that gun ownership soared. Why? Because thanks to Reagan's Armed Career Criminal Act, we actually deterred violent criminals with stiff, mandatory sentencing. Of course, we're going in the other direction, aren't we, with criminal justice reform. Three, fix court loophole allowing violent felons back on the streets. Four years ago, in Johnson versus U.S., the Supreme Court ruled that the crime of violence provision in that law that we just talked about during the Reagan era is unconstitutionally vague. That has allowed thousands of the worst career gun felons and other violent individuals to get out of jail early or escape reasonable sentencing to begin with. Just this year, in S. versus Davis, Justice Gorsuch, Gorsuch joined with the four liberals in expanding the assault on the Reagan era law. This time by saying the statute that prohibits using or carrying a firearm during a federal crime of violence is unconstitutional and therefore vetoed out of existence. Now, it's astounding that the GOP-controlled Senate has not tried to fix this law, especially in light of Democrats supporting radical gun control and actually gun confiscation. Fourth point, allow the good guys to carry everywhere. While we seek to deter bad guys with guns, why not allow peaceful citizens who undergo a background check and licensing to be able to carry in all 50 states with such a license, just as you can with a driver's license? Republicans in the Senate refuse to go on offense and hold a vote expanding the right to carry universally in all 50 states. Now, recently, there's been a rash of anti-Semitic attacks on Jews in Brooklyn, New York. Some have been attacked with concrete and rocks. Well, again, it again demonstrates that violence is not just from guns. Shouldn't Jews in New York be allowed to carry if they obtain a license from another state? No state has the right to deny an unambiguous constitutional right. And one of the reasons we have federal government is to protect those rights. Fast-track death penalty for mass murders. While mass murders with no criminal record account for just a small fraction of murders... Uh, that's roughly 001% of the almost million homicide victims from 1966 to 2017. They're the most confounding criminal justice problem. So speed up the process. Why are we keeping other countries criminals? The only thing worse than letting career criminals back on the streets is letting other countries' career criminals remain in our country. Yet thanks to the Dimya court decision, a number of violent legal immigrants are now shielded from deportation. And declare war on sanctuary cities. Now that will reduce crime, especially murder and rape. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our 
number, 877-381-3811, Later in the program, we'll have uh, my buddy Joe Bastardi on to talk about what's taking place now with this hurricane. As you know, I was uh, in Florida Friday, Saturday, left Sunday, um, you know, banning down the hatches, as they say, and two properties. And everybody was taking it quite seriously, everybody that I could see and talk to. And um, it looks like where the houses uh, that we have, that my parents had and I have, I will not be hit as bad as uh, as was feared. Now, some people will say, well, see that? They're wronging it. No, 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 no. It's better to get ready than not to get ready. You don't know what the hell is going to happen. You just don't know. You know there's going to be a hurricane. That's why you build your house a certain way or you get shutters on the house, storm shutters or special windows or whatever you do. More and more people moving to Florida, moving to the coast areas, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, you name them. And you have to expect the worst. It's not the responsibility of the government, local, state, or federal. It's your responsibility if that's where you're going to live. And it comes with the territory, as they say. But Mother Nature can be a real, you know, B-I-blank-C-H. Uh, uh, oh, yes, she can. And there's not a damn thing we can do about Mother Nature. Nothing. Zero. Now, you've been watching this, and I've been watching this. This has been going on for like a week. It's, it's emotionally exhausting, isn't it? And now pictures are coming in from the Bahamas. It looks like an atomic bomb went off. You've got to really feel for these people. They had nowhere to go. Where are they going to go? To another island? Many of them are very poor. Their airports are blown out. Some of their homes are built better than others, but there's a lot of older homes there, and there's a lot of poor people there. So those people are suffering badly. But there were, you know, concerns that a Category 4 or 5 would hit the United States, would hit in the West Palm Beach area or slightly north, Jupiter Island or maybe Stewart, Florida, in that whole area, the Treasure Coast. Hutchison Island, Jupiter Island, they were all evacuated. Martin County evacuated its uh, coastal areas. Other counties did as well. Rightly so. And now it looks like maybe a cat two, three, one, they're not sure, the outer winds. And then you have something called surges, ocean surges. If you haven't seen an ocean surge, that's as frightening as it gets. Waves, massive waves taking over more and more of the beach, taking over more and more of the land. They slam into a home. There's not a hell of a lot you can do about it. And slam one wave after another, after another, after another. Those are storm surges. Then you have flooding. Because there's nowhere for the water to go. These areas have had an enormous amount of rain this summer. There's nothing we can do about Mother Nature. Nothing. There's some things that just can't be fixed. As we were talking about in the first hour, you're never going to stop completely, perfectly, mass murders. 
and mass murders. You do your best, but you got to address the right thing and focus on the right thing. But here's my question to you. We've been watching this hurricane, Dorian, all week. And the coverage has been really quite remarkable. And I want to thank all the meteorologists and climatologists and all the experts out there and all the reporters. I mean, they have done a great job. They're trying to figure this stuff as it goes along. They're trying to figure it out as it goes along. They got models. You got the European model, the National Hurricane American model. You've got others who are looking at historical trends or they're looking at high pressure, low pressure, all kinds of things, which is what you're supposed to do. And you take it all in and you make decisions. then how the hell do we know what the climate's going to be in 100 years? Or 50 years? Or 10 years? We have no damn idea. There simply is not scientific knowledge or technological knowledge that can tell us what the climate is going to be in 10 years, in 20 years, in 50 years, or 100 years. They talk about trends and patterns. Well, we're looking at trends and patterns all week, and they defy the models. Mother Nature does what Mother Nature does. We're just human beings. Our brain capacity is limited. Even our collective brain capacity is limited. We can't predict things. Not like this. This is outside our ability to, to, to understand in a definitive and, and predictable way. It's simply not possible. Now, again, for the left, they want easy answers. The mob that is the base on the left, the mob that is the viewers that meet the depressed and this week and all the rest of it, they want simple answers. And they wrap it in science. They wrap it in knowledge. They pretend. And yet they despise science and knowledge. When you have true scientists with a lot of knowledge who dare to question the mob, they're rejected, they're degraded, they're demeaned. We don't have the foggiest idea what the climate's going to be 100 years from now. We don't have the foggiest idea what the climate's going to be 10 years from now. Why do you think all the BS from the scientific journals in the 1970s about global cold uh, cooling with glaciers? And then 10 years later, global warming. And now climate change, so they can cover all their bases. Many of the same people who are trying to figure out this hurricane are the same people telling you that 100 years from now, we're going to be warmer. Now, that's insane. And yet there's the mob. And the media leads the mob. That's what they do. And politicians... And people on TV who know nothing, absolutely nothing, want you to believe that this is climate change. Anna Cabrera is a host on CNN Sunday. That's all she is. She doesn't know a damn thing. Sunday. Sunday, while we're trying to figure out what this hurricane is going to do, what towns, what coasts are going to be hammered, People are trying to figure out what to do. And still we get the lectures from the know-nothings. Anna Cabrera, cut one, go. 
Here are the facts. We know that the climate crisis is making hurricanes more dangerous. And here are the top ways listed in order of scientific confidence. The sea level rise is making storm surge more dangerous and making storms wetter, increasing the rainfall rate, as well as the amount of precipitation a storm can produce. Strong storms are getting even Now, stronger. this is fascinating to me because prior to three or four years ago, we had like a 10 or 15-year stretch with almost no hurricanes. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Almost no hurricanes. This is just so dishonest. Such ideological propaganda by the Democrat Party press. Go ahead. Warmer oceans and storms are rapidly intensifying more frequently. So we are seeing this play out in real time with Hurricane Dorian, the strongest hurricane to ever hit the Bahamas on record. So where, who wrote this for her? Who wrote this for her? She must not be aware of the hurricanes in the 1920s and 1930s that hit the United States that were massive. But the left are a bunch of ambulance chasers. Mass shooting, eliminate the Second Amendment. Hurricanes, climate change, destroy capitalism. Joe Biden, who can't even complete a sentence, who doesn't know where he was yesterday. Another expert on climate change. How did he become an expert? How did he become an expert? What did he read? What does he know? He knows nothing. He's an idiot. Cut to go. Climate change. It is an existential threat. This guy can no longer deny the science. I mean, if we could call, we have to a parliamentary system and call for elections tomorrow, not because we're in good or bad shape, but because we can't wait another 18 months to, for something to happen in terms of climate. What's he need? Does he need, you know, Gabriel to come down and say, hey, this is a real problem? I mean, it's gigantic what's happening. He said nothing. Nothing. Playing to the mob. The media mob and the rest of the mob. We can't wait another 18 months? Why, what's going to happen in 18 months? What always happens in 18 months? Can all the experts tell me, what is the climate going to be in 18 months? It's incredible to listen to this crap from stupid people. So, so far, CNN host, who knows nothing, Joe Biden, who knows ne- less than nothing. And now we're going to hear from an Emory professor, Tiffany Yannick. She must know something. She's a professor. Cut three, go. The truth is that these storms that are hitting the Caribbean with this intense Stop. magnet. Mr. Peter, did the storms hit the Caribbean? Did the storms hit the Caribbean? The Bahamas really aren't in the Caribbean. Did the storms hit the Caribbean? Go ahead. The truth is that these storms that are hitting the Caribbean with this intense magnitude are historic, unprecedented, and these storms No, are- they're not. No, they're not unprecedented. Joe Bastardi will be here. He's like the rain man when it comes to the history of these storms. And he says over and over and over again, no, they're not unprecedented. In fact, they've been worse. Go ahead. 
man-made storms. When I was growing up in the Caribbean, we would get really dangerous storms once a decade. And now this is bizarre. Is that science? When she was growing up in the in the, in the Caribbean, they get a the major storm once a decade. Well, what is that evidence of? Nothing. Go ahead. To see them regularly, the Virgin Islands was hit by two Category Five storms only two years ago, um, while President Trump indeed was our president. Oh well, see that's what it is. I think the science is that Trump is our president. Therefore. Communities of color, particularly in the Caribbean, and I might say South Florida, are particularly susceptible, you see, to intense hurricanes because Trump's president. So you have this white supremacist, right, the president, and then you have communities of color. And so we're getting worse hurricanes as a result that are hitting communities of color. Is that what she's saying, Mr. Producer? What the hell else could she be saying? Go ahead. Category five storms, Irma and Maria in 2017. And to see now um, that the coverage. Let's think about this for two seconds. Just think about this for two seconds. From the time she was growing up to today, I don't know how old this this, uh, professor is. Let's pretend she's 50. Maybe she's younger. So you're telling me in a 40-year period that our economy was such from 1979 to today that our economy was such that our impact on the sun, the planets, the earth, the atmosphere, climate was so intense that in 40 years... Now we go from Category 2 storms now and then to Category 5 storms constantly. The American economy did this. How stupid is this? It's stupid beyond imagination. But she's a professor, so she must be onto something. Go ahead. Like uh, Dorian is going to hit the United States um, later today is incredibly insulting and ongoing and insult to the people of the United States Virgin Islands because Dorian hit the United States Virgin Islands. Ah, shut the- up, you idiot. Rambling on. I can't even follow what the hell you're saying. I can't even follow what she's saying. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Do you wake up in the morning feeling sluggish and have to drag yourself through your day? Do you feel bloated, tired, and out of shape? Eating healthy is a habit, but most of us don't really know exactly what we should be eating, right? How much we should be eating and how to properly prepare it. This is why I drink Field of Greens every morning before I start my day. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. Helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Now this is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com and get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. Now you know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. 
Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouse, L-E-V-I-N.com, offer code LEVIN. Ask yourself this question, ladies and gentlemen. The media, other than protecting their own liberty, the Democrats, the left, it's the same milieu. What have they proposed that would promote your individual liberty? I don't mean just protect it, promote it, expand it. Now, they like to define tyranny as liberty. Have you noticed that? We've talked about this. Again, I wrote at length about this in Rediscovering Americanism, positive liberty versus negative liberty. And most commentators on radio are very confused by what that means, but that's okay. I'm here. And by liberty, what they mean is government action. Government action. By liberty, what we mean most of the time is the liberty to act from government. Or as Alexis de Tocqueville said, this circle of liberty that surrounds each of us. When you listen to the proposals by the Democrats, and when you listen to the propaganda by the media, they don't talk about this. Even when Chuck Todd announced in his Castro-like fashion, that uh, there is climate change, we're not accepting any disputes because they're deniers, they deny the science, so forth and so on, with a guy with a fifth-grade mentality and a third-grade haircut. That's okay. That's okay. But what is he saying there? Not only are we not going to have an honest discussion about this, but the only way you can actually fulfill your life is through government. Free health care, government. Free college, government. No accountability for your debt, government. The only way in which you can experience liberty and have a full life is through government. This is the theory. This is the propaganda that is pushed by the hard left progressives. And yet, we know it's the opposite. But this is also why they reject the constitutional system. This is why they also reject the Declaration of Independence. This is why they also trash our history. And by the way, the New York Times is soaked in this propaganda. They're soaked in this ideology. They're a hardcore Democrat Party progressive social activism propaganda machine. And most of the rest of the media follow right along. But liberty is not born of government. It can't be born of government. Liberty is something you're born with. Government. Government. Taken to its logical extreme. Without protections such as those in the Constitution. Is tyranny. With a daily fake news dump pouring through your TV, mobile phones and computers, you may have missed some real news like the recent study in the journal Cell Metabolism. Scientists suspected a correlation between growing rates of obesity and processed foods, but what this study discovered was that these foods also appear to lead people to overeat. Here's the bottom line. You need fresh fruits and vegetables in your diet, which is why I recommend that you start taking Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real USDA-certified organic fruits and vegetables. 
It helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. This is real food, not some fake supplement lab powder. Just read the nutrition facts panel on the side. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, that's BrickHouseLevin.com, and you'll get 15% off your first order with the offer code LEVIN. You know you're not going to start cooking fresh fruits and vegetables, so let's not pretend. Just get one full cup of fruits and one full cup of vegetables every day with Field of Greens. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com, BrickHouseLevin.com, offer code LEVIN. have been busy this summer hatching a socialist health care plan behind closed doors that's designed to be a major down payment on Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All scheme. It's a scheme because Medicare for All would entirely eliminate Medicare, and this is what the left does. Mislabels everything intentionally. Now, that's the health care program our seniors have earned and relied on and have paid into. And all employer and union provided health care plans will be eliminated too. In fact, all private health care plans will be eliminated. So Democrats want to force all Americans into a massive, mismanaged, government-centric, $32 trillion socialized medicine experiment where government bureaucrats, politicians, and their ilk, not doctors and patients, decide what treatments you can receive. Do you really want your well-being and that of your family, your health and life in the hands of these kooks? Nancy Pelosi's been pushing drug price controls to set the stage for this government-run health care system. The only question I have is, will Republicans in the Senate stop Pelosi's down payment on Medicare for all? Or will they cut a deal that will come back to bite them later? It's a good question. Because some Republicans, including some technocrats in the administration, seem to have bought into price controls. Now, folks, socialism is not the answer. It's a cancer. Just look at what health care is like in countries, well such as Venezuela, Cuba, China. But you don't even have to go there. Look at Britain. Who the hell goes to Britain for health care? Look at Canada. Oh, Canada. Who goes to Canada for health care? All these countries, rationing, access restrictions, wait times, they're the norms. It's not the path the U.S. should head down. Folks, get the facts. Please go to TrueHealthCareFacts.com, TrueHealthCareFacts.com. That's TrueHealthCareFacts.com. Oh, there's so much more. Where to begin? Why don't we begin with Deborah Messing? Deborah Messing is messing around with Liberty. She's another genius. I think we call them actresses. Or do we have to use actor to be genitalia neutral. Well, I choose to use the English language and biology. No, she's an actress. CBS News reports Deborah Messing demands attendee list for Beverly Hills Trump fundraiser. Two events will converge on Hollywood during the same week in September. The 71st annual Emmys and a fundraiser for Donald Trump, according to the Hollywood Reporter. When actress Deborah Messing publicly asked the outlet to release a list of fundraiser attendees, she inadvertently started a feud with the president. That's not the story. CBS. Poor CBS. Constipated but stupid. CBS, Mr. Producer. Does anyone watch CBS anymore? I'm just curious. Do they still have a news program over there? I don't think so. 
I think they, people just watch it for sports, I think, on the weekends. Anyway, where was I? So Deborah Messing, Deborah Messing wants a list of all the actors and actresses who might actually attend a Donald Trump fundraiser. Now, why would she want that? That's because these Reds love these blacklists. They want a list of the actors and actresses who will support President Trump so they can blacklist them so they never work again. Tyranny and Hollywood go hand in hand these days, ladies and gentlemen. Remember all the communists that were in Hollywood in the day? Oh, there were. Oh, yes, there were. Oh, yes, there were. Hello. I said, yes, there were. Remember that? But there were also patriots. We used to celebrate patriots in Hollywood, remember? Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne, Ronald Reagan, so many more. But now we celebrate what? Actors and actresses that want to fundamentally transform America. Well, they're flying on private jets, getting 5 to $20 million a movie or a TV show, eating in five-star restaurants, five-course meals, getting Botox in their lips and in their eyes and whatever the hell else they do. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. While they're cheating on each other. Sending their kids to private schools. Chauffeured around here and there. But they're for the little guy. They're for the little guy. So, Deborah Messing. What the hell show is she on, Mr. Producer? What's a will and grace? Who the hell watched that? Not me. Well, Mark, it was a good show. Well, big deal. So she, she wants a list, you see, of anybody who's going to attend the Donald Trump uh, event. And she's, she's going to be very popular, you see, in Hollywood as a result. On September 17th, uh, the president will attend an event in Beverly Hills hosted by the RNC. And uh, campaign manager Brad Parscale, Trump Victory Finance, and so forth. Location is yet to be revealed. Fundraising tickets will cost between a thousand and a hundred thousand. Uh, and you see, uh, and you see, Deborah Messing is upset about this. She doesn't think the president should be able to raise funds to run campaign ads to appeal to voters or anything of the kind. No, no. She disagrees with the president. So he must be squelched. He must be silenced. And the way you do that is to go after his supporters. We can't have actors and actresses in Hollywood and Beverly Hills who support Donald Trump. No way. No way. You know, Hollywood really sucks. And as a matter of fact, the movies they've been producing lately suck. The TV shows they're producing lately suck. The videos they're producing lately suck. Why is there any attention to their creativity and their craft? Why not the Me Too movement? The Me Too movement in Hollywood with the actors and the actresses. It's like Coagula over there. Isn't it, Mr. Producer? You would know. No, he wouldn't. I'm just kidding. They make a buck, a buck off these really violent movies. I don't really care. 
And then when you have these horrific shootings, it's gun control, gun control, gun control. Never control themselves. Never. Can't do that. That's free speech. Well, Second Amendment, ah, who cares? It's not pure. Joe Biden reminds us, being the constitutional scholar that he is, everybody doesn't get a gun, and everybody is a... Uh, we know, Joe. Uh, but the issue is how to make these determinations and what exactly you mean by that. Uh, he's too, he, he has no idea. No idea whatsoever. Here's another perfect example of that. Brett Kavanaugh. I'm not a great Brett Kavanaugh fan. As you well know, I am very concerned about what they did to him. That's a different issue. It's a different issue, which is terrible. Sort of a, uh, a Soviet star chamber. And all the Democrats went, there's Cory Booker. This is my Spartacus moment. Sit down and shut up, you idiot. Or Kamala Harris. Or who's the idiot from Rhode Island? Oh, White House. Sheldon. Shelley Whitehouse, who now has threatened the Supreme Court. You either rule the way we want on guns, or we may pack the court. There, there's a bright guy there. That's Shelley uh, Whitehouse. So there's another book out on Kavanaugh. Our friend Paul Bedard writes. But listen to this. Christine Blasey Ford. I never believed her. I always thought she was a fraud. From day one, I said so. And her feminist attorney, I believe her name was Deborah Katz, were motivated in their attack on then-federal judge Brett Kavanaugh by their passion to protect abortion rights. Hey, Joe Biden, you hear that? Special interests. Not just their civic duty to provide information to senators considering his nomination to the Supreme Court, according to a new investigative book about the hearings last year. In Search and Destroy, Inside the Campaign Against Brett Kavanaugh, National Law Journal's Ryan Lovelace revealed Ford and attorney Deborah Katz leveled charges of sexual misconduct in hopes of eventually tainting decisions by Kavanaugh on abortion. What's more, he wrote, they worked overtime to orchestrate their explosive charges, heatedly denied by Kavanaugh, to land at the end of the confirmation hearings in a bid to derail President Trump's second pick to the high court. They're so committed to killing babies in the womb, aren't they? Over 256 pages, Lovelace detailed a campaign to sabotage the Kavanaugh confirmation and how his accusers traded charges, quote, up the, can- up the chain, unquote, through the media and sympathetic Senate Democrats. Well, does that not underscore on freedom of the press? I mean, as you watch all these events, unfreedom of the press, I think, has helped unleash the attention that is now being drawn to the media, the serious and reasonable criticism of the media, other books that relate to what the media are doing, even our president, our great president, who's been focused on the fake news, has been more focused than ever before because of the facts and the substance and the history and the findings and unfreedom of the press. 
which lays it all out. In a speech Katz gave after Kavanaugh was approved in a 50-48 to 48 Senate vote where Lovelace said he found the key motivation for Ford's tearful accusation that while in high school, the federal judge attempted to rape her in a beer-fueled attack. In April this year, she spoke at the University of Baltimore's 11th Feminist Legal Theory Conference. Gee, that must be a sellout. Titled Applied Feminism and Me Too. Lovelace secured a video of her address that is her address, and provided a clip to Secrets, that is to Bedard. In it, she said their goal was to put an asterisk on a prediction that Kavanaugh would rule to limit Roe v. Wade, though he had little history of attacking the 1973 decision to protect abortion. I predict he won't, but that wasn't her point. They wanted to smear him in order to undermine any opinion coming from the Supreme Court. I want you to think about this a second. Or the independence of the court. Or the justices have ruled. Or do you believe in stare decisis and precedent? Or the justices... Except when justices speak who they don't like, then they have to be destroyed. Here's what Katz said. Ready? Quote. In the aftermath of these hearings, I believe that Christine's testimony brought about more good than the harm misogynist Republicans caused by allowing Kavanaugh on the court. This is a sick woman, this attorney. We were going to have a conservative justice. Elections have consequences, but he will always have an asterisk next to his name. When he takes a scalpel to Roe v. Wade, a scalpel to Roe v. Wade? Isn't it Roe v. Wade giving a scalpel to abortionists? You sick... We will know who he is. We know his character. And we know what motivates him. And that is important. It's important that we know. And that is part of what motivated Christine. So abortion motivated Christine. She lied through her teeth with the help of this slip-and-fall pro-abortion lawyer. Lovelace explained the author. Ford's audience was not the Senate, as Katz had previously suggested, but the American people. If they could be persuaded that Justice Kavanaugh was a predator, then they might not accept a future ruling by the five Republican-appointed justices altering the right to obtain an abortion established by Roe v. Wade. Had the Senate understood Ford's real motivation as described by Katz, it might have appreciated more fully the pressure that organized forces were applying. The author Lovelace also said that Katz was angry at the white men in charge of the process in confirming Kavanaugh and that Trump's team was driven to discredit Ford with relentless cruelty. Those damn white men. What the hell is wrong with them? Those damn white men. What the hell is wrong with them? They fight our wars. Others do too. But the vast majority, white men, fight our wars. You know, you're, you're put in an, in, an, in an impossible position. These racialist and race-baiting comments, this hate based on race, requires a response. And yet if you respond, what are you, a white nationalist? What are you, a white supremacist? What are you, what are you a white this and a white that? No, I'm none of those things. But I'm sick and tired of being, atta- of being attacked and my kids being attacked and my family being attacked because we're not minorities in terms of 
skin pigmentation. That's a dehumanizing argument. It is a dehumanizing attack. Minorities shouldn't be attacked because the minorities, and majorities shouldn't be attacked because it's the majority. And the odd, really odd thing about this is hearing white leftists attack white people as a group and stereotype white people. It's truly bizarre. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you have a moment, I want you all to go to BrickHouseLevin.com. Just go there and click on the Buy Now button so you can read the reviews. Over 1,200 five-star reviews, I might add. But this one caught my attention from Steve in Denver. I'm upset with Mark because he's got me hooked on Field of Greens. What a great product. Thank you, BrickHouse, for your amazing product and great customer service. I'm a monthly subscriber, and I won't live without it. And you're welcome, Steve. And subscribing is smart. You save money that way. Field of Greens is made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables and helps boost your immunity using antioxidants, prebiotics, and probiotics. Plus, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Go to BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN. Get 15% off your first order with promo code LEVIN. That's BrickHouseLevin.com or call 833-RING-BHN, promo code LEVIN. Notice our courageous journalists really never sit down with some of these true brilliant scientists, physicists, people going to Harvard and MIT and other schools, Johns Hopkins, just brilliant, brilliant men and women who disagree with the idea of man-made climate change or that it has any discernible effect. You don't even know their names because they never bring them on television, do they? No, they don't. Notice also our brave journalists never go into the worst part of the cities of Baltimore or Philadelphia or New York or Chicago or Detroit or Los Angeles, you name the city, and ask the law-abiding citizens who have to hunker down at night and lock their doors and pull their shades down. Notice they never ask them what it feels like with all these people that have guns running around the community, gangs with illegal guns, how they protect themselves. Notice they never do that. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. And ZipRecruiter is so effective, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you, my listeners, can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-E-V-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash Levin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Once again, I want to make this public declaration. Any Democrat 
who's qualified for the next Democrat debate, who wishes to come on this program and have a friendly discussion about their ideas with me, anyone is welcome. Welcome. I think that's pretty generous of me. A lot more. We'll be right back. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. in here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, on freedom of the press, continues to go up and up and up in sales because the American people have had enough. The American people love their Constitution, including their Bill of Rights. It's yours. They love their freedom of the press, and they can't stand what's being done to it. They can't stand it. And so now one now that you watch the news on TV or listen to the news, like I have to at the top of the eye with the network news, it's so awful. But other than just being awful, now you'll be able to unravel it and talk to your kids, your grandkids, or talk to your parents and your grandparents and talk to your friends and your coworkers and your neighbors and explain to them exactly what's going on. It's so, so important. It's so, so important. It's important that we get our Constitution back, and that includes a free press. This ain't it. I want to go to Ron. I don't normally do this, but I want to go to a caller, not just any caller at the top of the hour here. Ron, Midland, Texas, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, Mark. It's a pleasure talking to you. Uh, I Thank you. I, I just called to let you know that it was my nephew... Zach Owens is one of the MPD officers that confronted the shooter. If it hadn't been for Zach and the other OPD officer and the other officers, no telling how many people would have been killed. And, and you know, they, these Democrats, they run around uh, talking about saving lives. Uh, that's not that, – that guy bought that gun from an individual. He was, your your he nephew was, was shot. A, he, he was denied the. It was an AR-15, but he was denied mm-hmm. the. Uh, you know he the, didn't, the background turned him down. That's that's correct. So, no matter what laws they pass, that's not going to do any good. What's what what Walmart's doing is not going to do any good. But I have four nephews, and he's the youngest of them. It's all on the same police force. His brother is a canine officer. Good. And two of, uh, two of his cousins are are from my brother's. Uh, two of my brother's boys are uh, sergeants on that on the MPD. That's amazing. And and, that, and this nephew was shot, right? That's right, the youngest one. And his older brother is the one that called my niece and told her, you know, told her Zach had been shot. So anyway, you're talking about a proud uncle. I'm a proud uncle. Mm-hmm. And these these people, you want to know what a hero is? It's these first responders. Yes. When everybody's running away, they're running too. Where was Zach shot? 
he was shot multiple times. He was shot in his left uh, arm. It blew off a couple of his knuckles, and then oh. he was shot in the right arm. They, he's had five surgeries, and the, uh, the most serious one is in his eye. The, they're going to release him either late night or early in the morning. He was shot in the eye? Well, the shrapnel, the uh, yeah. glass, and, and some of the bullet yeah. fragments, over 50 of them in his left eye, and they don't know if they can save it or not. Uh, he, uh, My niece is going to take him to uh, drive him to Dallas in the morning to an ophthalmologist. There. Hopefully they can save that eye, but it, it doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look real. How, how old is he? Zach will be 29 in December, if I got my dates right. His brother's a couple of years older. Let me ask you a question. When you hear politicians exploit this for political reasons, isn't there an inhumanity to that? I mean, here your nephew's been shot. Here these other people have been killed. And right away, it's... It's Second Amendment. It's it's so knee-jerk. They have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, the, 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 uh, Beto O'Rourke and them didn't have it worthy enough to tie the shoes or untie the shoes of some of these officers, especially my nephews and, and the rest mm-hmm. of those officers that were involved. It was a you know it was a two city. Midland and Odessa are pretty close together. I mean, if you get on one ninety one. It's about fifty. It's about twelve miles from my house, and the guy that already shot, the first person he shot was the, the mail carrier. That poor lady was on the phone with her twin sister when when he hijacked her, and then he just started driving up and down, shooting people while he's driving. And uh, anyway, Zach uh, saw the van and he confronted him right there. And uh, the other police officer, if you if you've seen the video, Zach's patrol car has got the door open and he's right in front of the guy Mm -hmm. and that's what a hero is he didn't think about his own life he thought about saving somebody else's no he's a hero he's a great hero call screener i said i've been trying to think of something that i could get him that was special i said i'm gonna try to get a book signed by are are you kidding are you kidding Are you kidding? I'm more than happy to do this. And uh, please, Ron, give all the information. Yeah, he he has it. uh, But, uh, you know, that'd be something special for me to be able to give him that book. Because I've been a a listener of yours since uh, day one. And and on the Mark Levine TV show, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a... Ron, uh, let me ask you this. First of all, thank you. When the time is right, Mr. Call Screen, Mr. Producer, please organize. I would like to call your nephew, too. When the time yeah. is right, you'll let us know, okay? I, I will. Uh, he, like I say, he's, there's, he's got a lot of rehab to go, uh, go through. Uh, yeah. Mainly they're concerned about his left eye. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's one brave. Well, all, of, all, all those police officers are, but I, I'm kind of partial to my nephew. Of course. He's he's remarkable, yeah. Remarkable courage and hero, and and I and when the time is right, uh, Richie, make sure we we hook this up. I know it's going to take time. I know it's going to yes. take time. So I'll, but I I I, I definitely want to talk to him, and we'll take care of the book. That's no big deal. Okay, 
Ron, God bless you and your family and give give him and all the other officers in your family our best, okay? Okay. Have a good one, Mark. Uh, you be well. What a remarkable man and call and nephew. Nephew. Zach Owens is 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 the nephew's name. Police officer who was uh, shot in cold blood. These are the stories we need to hear. This is what we need to know. Not the left and the media. They're so out of touch. They have no idea. So out of touch. It's awful. Bruce, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the great WSBA. Go. Uh, Mark, thank you for taking my call. You got it. Um, I couldn't agree with you more when you said there is no such thing as an assault weapon during your first hour. Um, you hit one of my hot buttons. You made my day. I mean, I, I have tried, I've explained to friends of mine, an inanimate object cannot commit an assault. Mm-hmm. In, in a court of law, they don't charge. I've never heard of them charging a weapon with assault. They charge a person. If you hit somebody so- over the head with a tire iron, that's an assault. But a tire iron is not an assault weapon. Well, Mark, a gun's different because it can kill somebody. Well, a hatchet can kill somebody. A TNT can kill somebody. TNT's not an assault weapon. Fertilizer's not an assault weapon. I mean, we, we, if we don't get the language right, and we don't get the concepts right, and we allow the left to continue to position and create the narrative and so forth, we're going to lose much more of our liberty. It's just that simple. But in a court of law, because you're a lawyer and I'm not, I'm just a, some schmuck out here, but I'm, I'm one of these smelly Walmart people. But anyway, in a court of law, it's not At least you're not one of these smelly uh, Greenwich Village people. What? Isn't, isn't it called a weapon of assault? Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the state law. Look, you can use a weapon to assault somebody and then you can call an assault weapon. Fine. That weapon in the hands of somebody. But guns are not assault weapons. Knives are not assault weapons. You know, frying pans are not assault weapons. Gun, uh, knives are not assault weapons. People have to use them illegally to make them assault weapons. When you uh, look at the criminal codes of the various states, uh, they don't define assault weapons. They define the act of an assault. All right, Bruce, thank you for your call. Dave, Detroit, Michigan, Sirius Satellite. How are you, sir? Hey, Mark, how you doing? First-time oh, caller. Thank you. Got a, couple, got a couple of things to tell you. You brought up about the hurricane, about how Trump's getting blamed for that. I kind of find yeah. it funny because when Hurricane Camille occurred in 1969, President Johnson was in office. Nobody blamed him for it. And in no. 1992, when Hurricane Andrew hit, nobody blamed uh, Clinton for that hurricane. Well, you want, you want to know why the people cannot stand the media? Because the people, number one, are smarter than the media. Number two, the people... We've spent a lot of time on this program. We're on to their tactics and their strategies. And number three, the people know that the modern media, there are exceptions, but the rule is that the modern media today is a propaganda machine for the hard left. It's that simple. Absolutely. And uh, as far as uh, you were talking about uh, attacks and all that, I also find it funny that Hollywood had the Academy Awards or the Oscars like last year. They had 500 armed police officers at that 
at that award show, mm-hmm. and they're screaming about taking our weapons away, but they're they're heavily armed when they have their award show. I don't understand how that's not. And, and the most famous among them have bodyguards. And uh, look, it, it's like Bernie Sanders owns three homes and is a multimillionaire, or or. Uh, or Elizabeth Warren is a multimillionaire. I mean, ha- how do you explain this stuff? It's because they are liars. They are power hungry. Uh, they are elitists, not by content, not by intelligence, but by propaganda. All right, Dave. God bless you, my friend from the Motor City. My favorite music. Right, Mr. Producer? Motown. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. tell you how our media worked over Bloomberg Law. Phil Klein writing in the Washington Examiner, conservative columnist, in one of the most shameful, egregious media failures of the year, and that's saying something. A Trump appointee to the Department of Labor was forced to resign after a Bloomberg reporter started asking officials about a Facebook post spun as anti-Semitic, even though it was a clearly satirical post mocking the alt-right. Mocking the alt-right. Earlier this morning, Bloomberg reporter Ben Penn, who's a scoundrel, proudly tweeted out a scoop about Leif Olson, who recently started as an advisor in the department's wage and hour division. So this guy moved from Texas all the way to the Washington, D.C. area, brought his family. He was actually trashing the alt-right and the anti-Semites with dripping sarcasm. And so this so-called journalist, Ben Penn, at Bloomberg, twisted his words and made it seem like the guy was being anti-Semitic. And because of the, of the pain and fear that that creates, he resigned. Here's what Ben Penn wrote this morning. Scoop, Trump Labor Department's new senior advisor, Lee Folson, posted on Facebook that Jewish media, quote, protect their own, unquote. So he cherry-picked, t- took the entire sentence out of context. In response to my request for comment on Olson's anti-Semitic post, The Department of Labor says they've accepted his resignation. So here's a guy, young guy, comes from Texas to work in the Trump administration. He's actually doing the opposite. The opposite of what he's accused of. And he says, you know what, I don't need any of this. I'm resigning. That's a journalist who did that. In reality, writes Klein, the Facebook post in question was the opposite of anti-Semitic. It was a clearly sarcastic post from 2016 about Paul Ryan crushing alt-right challenger Paul Nalen. By the way, that jerk kept trying to get on my show, and I wouldn't allow it. That is Nalen. If the -the over-the-top language isn't a tip-off, it's a fairly dead giveaway that Olson refers to Ryan having, quote, suffered a massive, historic, emasculating 70-point victory. When one of the commenters suggests Ryan must be a neocon and a Jew, Olson, clearly joking, responded, it must be true because I've never heard 
the lamestream media reported, and you know they protect their own. And yet Bloomberg used this to tear him down. Ted Frank, a lawyer and friend of Olson, who also happens to be Jewish, has a Twitter thread on this disgrace. Frank also notes that a good man who just moved his family from Texas to engage in public service has his life disrupted. Even leftist Jonathan Chait, no fan of the Trump administration, acknowledged this was terribly unfair. And conservatives throughout the day on radio and TV and on the Internet, as well as liberals, have been condemning this. Have been condemning this. What's particularly amazing, writes Klein, is that Penn, the reporter on the story, is showing no remorse, defending his article as merely having asked questions to the department about it. But he's clearly still stating as a matter of fact that Olson was engaging in anti-Semitism, writing, quote, this is the latest in a series of mishaps under the Trump administration personnel vetting system. What makes this one remarkable is that Olson's Facebook page was public to his non-friends, and cursory screening of his social media accounts could have uncovered the anti-Semitism. This guy, Ben Penn, should be sued for libel. Now he's conducting himself with actual malice. This fellow Olson said nothing anti-Semitic. He did the opposite. He was mocking anti-Semites. Now, contrast this with this story. Another possible anti-Semitic bias attack investigated in Brooklyn. What's happening in Brooklyn, ladies and gentlemen, is Hasidic Jews are being targeted and assaulted. Oh. And assaulted. Because of their faith. Because of the clothing they wear and how they wear their hair. It's the third attack in less than a week on a Hasidic Jew. Third attack in less than a week. Now, I looked hard on CNN. I didn't see a lot there. Looked hard on MSNBC. I didn't see a lot there. Did you, Mr. Producer? I haven't seen a lot. And this is growing. 50% of hate crimes in this country aren't against Muslims. Not against same-sex individuals. No, against Jews. I wonder what Omar and Talib and Ayah have to say. champion of liberty and true conservatism. Call Mark now, 877-381-3811. Soon we're going to have the great Joe Bastardi on the program, a real serious weatherman, good weatherman, a climate man, meteorologist. Did you know, on average, it takes police 45 minutes to respond to a home security alarm? Almost an hour. And when a home security system's triggered, a lot of the time police assume it's a false alarm, because a lot of the time it is. So the call goes to the bottom of the list. 
but not with Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has video verification technology. Now, what does that mean? It helps police get on the scene up to 3.5 times faster. Simply Safe can visually confirm that a break in is actually happening, giving police precise information about where an intruder is in a home and whether they're armed. So they have all the information they need to get there faster and catch a criminal ASAP. Simply Safe has also protects every door, window, and room with 24 7 professional monitoring. They make it easy for you, and there's no contract, hidden fees, or fine print. It's won a ton of awards from CNET to the New York Times wire cutter. Prices are always fair and honest, and round the clock monitoring starts at just $15 a month. And for you, my listeners, Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafemark.com and get free shipping and a money back guarantee. That's simplysafemark.com. Very important that you add my name so they know that I sent you. That's simplysafemark.com. Joe Bastardi, have you had any sleep in the last week? That's my I first did, question. No, I, I've had very little sleep. I, I call it being tired, wired, because, you know, I, 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 I get obsessed with uh, studying these storms, especially when I see them coming from a long way off, very competitive, uh, trying to hit the tracks, trying to get uh, people out in front on it. All right. So tell us what's happening now. Well, it's starting. It's north-northwest drift. And an interesting side note on this, Mark, is I've been arguing that we have to start seeding hurricanes like we do did back in the 60s at Project Storm Fury. Because once you, if you can disrupt the core of the hurricane with silver iodide, it can't get back together again, okay? Because it's So why don't we do it? Well, I don't know. I, I'm 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 pushing for it, but uh, you know, uh, I think that the uh, I think that the research meteorologists we have at the Hurricane Center, uh, as outstanding as they are, would probably like to get a hold of some of that stuff. But in any case, you saw what happened. The inter- no, no, no. Tell us, tell us what ha- has happened since this morning. Well, what's happened is the inner core can't reform, so it's begun to drift to the north northwest now. And what that means is it is. The, the winds at the center are not as high, but when you get out 100, 150 miles, uh, they're just as high or even a little bit higher. It's spreading out a little bit rather than being the focused fist of fury it was when it hit the Bahamas. Now, th- th- it's good that the wind is less. What's bad is because it's spreading out, moving so slow, it keeps piling water back in uh, toward the uh, beaches in Florida and especially Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. And what will happen there is you've got two more days before this storm gets on top of you with a storm surge, and you're liable to have major flooding even before the storm surge gets there. I'm looking at Charleston. I think Charleston's going to break their flood record that was set back in Matthew in 2016. So, uh, you know, it's a se- very serious situation. It's a, it's, it's a spread-out system, but it's got a lot of punch, and it's not leaving the playing field till Friday, at least not uh, off the eastern seaboard. And then Friday night to Saturday morning, it could take a swipe at southeast New England. Let's, let's, let's start where it all was intended to, or expected to happen, Florida. What's the situation on the Florida coast? Uh, uh, if you went through Matthew, that's about <laughs> what you have in Florida, okay? So that's two years ago. People uh, remember that from West Palm Beach on up northward. Uh, there may be some wind gusts as high as 80 miles an hour on Cape, Cape Canaveral, those towers out there, 60 to 70 miles an hour on the beaches further north. But it is How about the mid- surf? The surface, I mean, you're going to be having 20 to 25-foot waves and uh, uh, 
tides well above normal, so that's going that's causing a big problem. But uh, that's a that's a bit different than having a storm actually slam in, go up uh, A1A or whatever, and just bulldoze the coast. We're not seeing that happen, so we're fortunate with that. So that area. It can be tough, but it's not going to be as tough as it could have been. No, uh, no. That, and, Mark, it is very, very difficult to drive a hurricane in north of West Palm Beach from the ocean. Very difficult. They happen every once in a while. I should say more like up toward Vero Beach to Jacksonville. One time in 400 years, Jacksonville's been hit by a storm that hadn't hit another part of Florida first. So the climatology of that is for these storms to miss Florida, but where the coast bends back to the northeast – that's where you have to start worrying from Savannah Northeast, especially Charleston, Cape Fear, Wilmington, Cape Lookout, Cape Hatteras, and those outer banks. So you're saying the Carolinas, the wind, the water, the flooding remains quite serious. Oh, yes. I, I think it's quite serious also in Florida. It's mm-hmm. just is going to be more serious to the north. And when you look at the benchmark storm for flooding in Charleston, and Charleston sort of the biggest port in the way that is going to get impacted directly here, uh, I think Charleston uh, may have it worse than what it had during Matthew. The other interesting thing, Norfolk, uh, because of the configuration of Chesapeake Bay and the Delmarva Peninsula and the Atlantic, winds will increase over Norfolk more than what you would think on the northern side there. So tidewater uh, probably going to get a pretty big blow out of this. Now, as it goes up the coast, I suspect – I could be wrong. I'm just a pedestrian. The winds will go – it'll be less so, but – there could be flooding. What's going oh, to yeah. happen? Uh, yeah, uh, no, I expect wind gusts eighty to hundred miles an hour on the uh, North well, Carolina. Well, that's serious. Beaches. Yeah, that's very serious. Sure, and uh, you know, uh, you got to remember what's Hatteras. Uh, the Outer Banks are two, three miles wide. So I think that the, the amount of uh, uh, you know build up to this, the beach erosion before, is a very serious situation. So I hope people are taking everything seriously. You know, it's moving slow and it starts weakening like this. You remember what happened with Ike? Ike, we can Honestly, they all confuse me. You're the rain man here, not okay. me. Yes. Well, Ike, Ike weakened to a Category 2 and did $25 billion of damage Jeez. in southeast Texas. So uh, this is a very serious situation. It continues to be serious, even though it's, uh, of course, off its peak. It has a, it's almost like watching a fighter. You know, when he's young, he's real fast. And then what happens is he gets older, has bigger punches, maybe a little bit slower, but still, still has a punch. Mm-hmm. Um, Bahamas. We've seen some video now. I mean, that that, that area that was hit is absolutely wiped out. Yeah, uh, uh, the 1932 hurricane, which was uh, the benchmark storm from Abaco in Grand Bahama, uh, it it beat that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because Friday night I sort of got accused of hyping things. I said in the long and storied history of Abaco and Grand Bahama hurricanes, uh, this is going to be the worst one because of the siege. It, it was going to last two days. You could see it slowing down. You knew the steering currents were going to collapse. These things are like corks and streams, and if the stream's not moving, guess what? These things uh, slow down like that. There are plenty of storms that have done this. 1963, Flora, uh, Category 4, went into southeast Cuba and stalled for four days and had Fidel accusing the United States <laughs> of doctoring the weather. Seriously, this is a, a weather story. And then... Uh, then Ginny uh, looped around. So, uh, you know, there have been a lot of examples of this. I hate to ask you this, really. But you now have these politicians running around talking about climate change. Yeah. And you had a professor from Emory on TV saying, 
she lived in the Virgin Islands and growing up, she can only remember two category, category two or from time to time. And now we have two category fives. We've never seen anything like this. That's hogwash, isn't it? Well, no, they, 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 the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico went through a downtime. But if you look at the history of that area, they've been hit real bad before. I call it weaponizing the weather in my book. There's a whole chapter on it. It's 39 pages. I think it's the longest chapter in the book because of the fact that this you could see this coming in every single event now, no matter what it is, even non-events. You know, AOC saying about uh, the, the, migrant, uh, the, the migrants are coming north because of climate change in Central America. They're growing more food than ever. There's been no detectable change in temperature for a human being over the last 20 years. So it's across the board. There's no question about it. And all you could do is get on and try to tell the truth and try to tell people, hey, look what happened here. Look what happened there back in the past. You know what? But it's really weird. Ann Coulter said it best. History began 10 minutes ago for a lot of these people. So uh, my father had an opposite attitude, Mark. It was a foundation you stand on today was built yesterday to mm-hmm. reach for tomorrow. So you know what I do in forecasting? I look at what happened yesterday. It helps me what happened tomorrow. You know, when I, when I spoke to you earlier uh, uh, on Friday, you uh, intimated that it could do one of two things, but you seem to suggest, I think, Mark, it's going to work its way north up the coast. Yeah. You didn't yeah, because, think it, you, hold on now, you didn't think West Palm Beach was going to take a direct hit. No, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, I was telling people in there that I thought they were going to, uh, they were going to miss the storm. Uh, well, Friday afternoon, when it was slowing down, it started to slow down, I could see the slowing coming. I felt that uh, it's, it's almost impossible to drive a storm in from the southeast, uh, a big storm. And the bigger the storm, the more they want to stay offshore. It's almost impossible to drive them in from the southeast once you're north of Vero Beach and up to around uh, St. Augustine and Jacksonville. Even Dora in 64 had a big high to the north. It did two or three loops before coming on shore in the, in the old coast of Florida. So if you know the history of the hurricanes, it, it can give you a little bit of an up and you try to help people with it. Well, Joe Bastardi, you're doing yeoman's work. Keep keep doing it. We're not done. Uh, there right, are other brother. people who are going to be affected by this, so you take care of yourself. All right. Anytime I could come on and help you, you just let me know. All God right. bless you. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Excuse me. Got to take care of myself. He's been very accurate. He's been very good. And the other thing he, he, he's not is he's not like one of these guys that says, and I predict, he says, look, it could do this, it could do this, it depends on the, remember he was talking about the high pressure, Mr. Producer, well, you weren't here. Mr. Kalskin was talking about the high pressure to the north, I think is going to work its way down and around and push it up, and, you know, it's beyond my IQ level when it comes to weather. My eyes just roll over, it's like chemistry. It's going to hit, where's it going to hit, how bad is it going to be, what's the possibilities, you know. And they do the best they can. I never dump on these guys. But I dump on people that say they know what's going to happen in 100 years. That's a pathetic lie. We'll be right back. Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, the summer inventory clearance sale from Chaminade. Well, here it is. Right now, when you order Genesol Drawline Treatment, you'll get the classic Genesol for bags and puffiness free. That's right. Free today. Here's Beverly from Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, my God. OMG. I love this product, she says. I saw a difference almost immediately. 
and would recommend to everyone if they have a problem with their jawline, all Genesol products are amazing. And she's not kidding, by the way. We get this all the time. Now, using MDL technology in Chamonix's proprietary base, Genesol's new jawline treatment specifically targets the delicate skin around the neck and jaw for tight, healthy, younger-looking skin. Now, results are guaranteed or 100% of your money back, no questions asked. And to start seeing results in 12 hours or less, Genesel Immediate Effects is also free. Order now, and their legendary collagen builder, that's free too. Now call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. That's three free gifts with your order. You can't beat that. And... A limited time only, so you need to act quickly. All right? Call 800-SKIN-604, 800-SKIN-604. That's Genesel.com, Genesel.com. All right. Let's take a few more calls, shall we? Uh, Let us go. (laughs) Excuse me. Let us go to June, White Oak, Texas, on the great KTBB. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You go right ahead. All right. I called. I first heard your program at the beginning, and uh, I called to tell you that I am 77 years old, and mm-hmm. in school we did have a history book, and we did learn the, all of the, you know, all we, we mm-hmm. our teacher was a very good history teacher. And she taught us, and we saw it in the book, uh, Declaration of Independence and all of that. But you see, I don't, today, I don't believe that much of that is taught. They may do hit and run and summarize it and move along. I just don't believe it's the same today as it was when you and I were going to school. Well, when my parents were going to school, when you were going to school and so forth. I have four children, and I never saw a history book that looked like or near even looked like something that I learned from my children. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. brought anything like that home. I don't doubt it for a minute. They're pushing uh, the social activism agenda. It's a, it's a really sad thing. Thank you, June, for your call. Ben, San Diego, California, on the Mark Living app. Go! Mark, hey, just want to comment real quick. The only reason that America has actually come to be because at the time of the Revolutionary War, the colonists had roughly the same muskets and cannon as the British that were oppressing us, right? Mm-hmm. So that being, you know, looking at it through that lens, when they wrote the Second Amendment, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state shall not be infringed. You know, if you look at through it through that lens, you know, if you ask me, the Second Amendment's already pretty much infringed. You know, not to say that we should have fully automatic weapons, but... It was written as the last check valve for, for the government to actually be scared of the people. You know, the Second Amendment is there for us to keep the government off our backs, right? I mean, it came, it's right after... The well, the Second Amendment is there for a lot of reasons, um, including to protect the individual from, you know, serious, legitimate, understood to be realized threats. Um it could be your neighbor. It could be uh, it could be somebody breaking in. It could be a tyrannical government. Whatever it is. But here's yeah. my point to you: We shouldn't have to justify it. Do we have to explain freedom of speech? No. 
Do we have to explain? Do we have to explain due process? No. Do we have to explain any of these things in order to defend them and justify them? No. It's the only now the damn that... Second Amendment is in there. If they want to change it. Let them try and amend the Constitution. You know why they don't, Ben? Because they can't. They can't. So they do what they always do. They try and change our Constitution. They trash it, and they try and change it through the back door. Thank you for your call. Let's go to Ted in the Villages, Florida, on the Mark Levin app. How are you, Ted? Hi, very good. Thank you. I thank yes, you for yes. co- taking my call. Uh, I wanted to uh, comment on the uh, global warming uh, agenda of the, uh, the left. Uh, then go right the, ahead and do uh, it. The, I'm sorry? Then go right ahead. All right. Uh, I uh, cut out an article from a, mag- a science magazine uh, some years ago, a couple of years ago, three, four years ago, in which uh, there was a research scientist who uh, went to uh, the Arctic to take out core samples from the ice uh, before they melted. And in the um, uh, body of the article, he says that uh, historically, over eons, there are warming trends, which we're just beginning to get into right now. And he, knowing that, uh, wanted to uh, get the core samples so they, w- they wouldn't be lost. Every time I hear these guys, uh, Al Gore, whoever, uh, uh, talking about global warming, I don't think they know what they're talking about. I think it's part of a socialist agenda, and socialist, socialism doesn't work. The leader of a large country said socialism only works through the barrel of a gun. You may be familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And if you want um, uh, proof of that, uh, look at um, Greece, the, the Greek Civil War uh, of the late 20s, early 30s. Five- My friend, thank you, and very, very informative. I appreciate your call, but I have to go. It's the end of the program. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Wonderful callers. I want to thank you all. Magnificent listeners, too. We'll be right back here tomorrow, same time, same place. Don't forget to check out our podcast, too. God bless you and be safe. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.